Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. A lot of you are tuning in right now on Facebook Live. Some of you may be listening to our Bridge podcast, which is in the process of starting up. I'm loading my comments right here, trying to see people as they sign in. And we're so happy to be with you today. We have been um, doing all sorts of things on our Facebook Live slash podcast. We have done a lot of looking at scripture and finding encouragement and exhortation and challenge from it as we've been going through this whole crisis. Then we started the big all church Bible study last week and we were doing some tackling of big questions about the Bible. Where did it come from? Was it inspired by God? Is it true? All those kinds of things. And today, we're actually going to start something new for this week. It's still on the Bible, and we may go back to tough questions about the Bible. But for this week, we thought, well, let's try um, looking at the passage of Scripture that the whole church is reading as we do our big bridge Bible study. So today is May 4th, so people are reading Proverbs chapter 4. And so we thought, let's bring some insight and encouragement specifically from Proverbs chapter 4. So Pastor Bo is going to lead us through that. And it uh, looks like we got some people signing on. Hey, Dale, good to see you. I haven't seen anybody else pop in here yet. I, I wonder if my comments may actually be a little bit more delayed on this iPad. Or maybe it's just Dale in here. <laughs> we'll have to see. Faithful Dale. Faithful Dale. He's here. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Bo and take it away. Okay. So it is May 4th. So we are going to look at Proverbs chapter 4, and uh, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but I'd like to begin reading at verse 5. It says, get wisdom, and then my Bible has an exclamation mark. Get understanding, another exclamation mark. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. And so Vince, what stands out to me about this is, uh, first of all, how so much emphasis is placed on the getting of, mm. the acquiring of wisdom. Mm. So God's word is saying, man, if you're going to do anything, get wisdom. Get yeah. lots of wisdom. Yeah. But what also stands out to me is that wisdom is personified as a woman. Yes. We had a woman online say, I like that. <laughs> yes. I like that wisdom it, is personified it as may, a woman. It made me wonder, does that mean that women are just naturally wiser than men yeah. or in general more wise yeah, than yeah, men. Yeah. Um, so I researched it. You know, I couldn't leave it at that. I couldn't just, you know, wonder about it. Well, it turns out, of course, the Bible does sometimes use something called personification where an inanimate object or a concept or an idea is personified, given human qualities. Okay, and this is an example of that. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, God said, I'm going to personify wisdom, and I think the reason for that is to help us value it and see it as something more real, more tangible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than an inanimate object. Yeah. But when it came to personifying wisdom, the Hebrew language, like many other languages, 
you look like <laughs> the expression on your look. It just you look like me in tenth grade Spanish class right there. It's right. Like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I remember that look. Oh, well. good. Keep it going. Keep it well. going. But as you recall, in your studying of Spanish, yeah, there are certain languages like Spanish, like French, and like Hebrew, where the nouns have gender. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So because Hebrew is one of those languages where nouns have gen gender, male, female, or neuter, then you have to use the appropriate pronouns. Okay. It so happens that the that the word wisdom in Hebrew is feminine in gender. Interesting. And so therefore, uh, feminine pronouns are utilized. But yeah. again, the reason God would want to personify wisdom for us is to make it just more real to us. And so I started thinking about is this whole concept of pursuing wisdom. And I thought, well, what else have I pursued in my life? And I thought back to when I met Janie. Yeah. And we went on our first date. Yeah. yeah. And I just have, I'll just confess openly, I was smitten. I was. Love at first man. sight. Man. Oh. And, and, and after that, I, I wouldn't leave her alone. I mean, you know, I was yeah. at her door. Once we started dating, you know, then I was just there yeah. all the time. Yeah. And um, no restraining she, order. No, no. <laughs> she had to marry me. I wore it down, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I give up, yeah. you know, I'll marry yeah. this guy because he's not going away. So I was definitely in pursuit mode. And what that meant was she was on my mind all the time. Mm. It's like, I wonder if she's home yet from work. Mm. I wonder if I can come over. You know, I, when can we get together? When can I see her? When can I talk to her? What if we pursued wisdom like that? Yeah. You know? Wow. How about you and Joanna? Were you the pursuer or the pursued? Oh, well, most of the time I was the pursuer. pursuer. We, some, we've told this story before, but we, were, we had a little bit of a bumpy start where we were kind of, eh, is this it? Is this not it? Mm -hmm. So there was some kind of back and forth, but then eventually it kind of clicked in. And I would say during the dating, especially when we were officially dating, I was more of the pursuer mm -hmm. and I was actually, I've shared some of this too, but I was working through some just like emotional and mental health issues. And she was like, I want you to work through this <laughs> before we get married. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Which was kind of some pressure, but part of the pursuit was like, I got to get to a place where I'm ready for marriage. You know, yeah. I don't know if that even totally applies to well, I think it does thing, but because you were willing to do whatever yeah. it took. Yes, to, right. To get to to give her that place of assurance that okay, this will work. Yes, I was so, willing to so do whatever it took, and I would have worked on it anyways, obviously. Yeah. But it was extra motivation. You but yeah, I remember that feeling of going, okay, when you're dating, you're always thinking, where is the person? Yeah, you're texting all day. Yeah. You guys well, weren't texting. No, we weren't texting. <laughs> but yeah, you're texting all day. You're trying to keep track of yeah. them. Yeah, it's like weird if you don't know oh, where they are, right. right? Well, I'll tell you one one time. You know, I would, we would spend so much time together. And once she opened the door and let me in, well, then I wouldn't leave, you know. We'd sit up late talking, and yeah. she'd have to get up and go to work the next day, and so would I. And so um, one day, I, sh I thought, I'll surprise her. I'll show up at her work. Yeah. You know, so I just dropped in at where she, w she wasn't there. I thought, oh, my gosh, out. where could she be? So I went to her apartment, knocked on her door, and she was home. She'd taken the day off to catch up on some rest. Because oh my goodness, <laughs> I was, he was so exhausted. You yeah, know, because I was so relentless in my pursuit. Yes, I remember. That sleep gets sacrificed oh, yeah. when you're dating. Yeah, you want to stay up, talk. Yeah, 
So I got to thinking, what would it look like if we pursued wisdom the way we pursue somebody that we're in love with? Mm. And I thought, well, there are probably a few things that kind of stand out, and, they, and they're rather obvious, but I think it, it bears repeating. Number one, if we're going to pursue wisdom the way we would pursue somebody that we're in love with, I think we would spend lots and lots of time in God's Word. Mm. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're saying, okay, wisdom, get, if the Bible says getting wisdom is the principal thing, then what am I going to do mm. to get wisdom? Well, mm-hmm. we know that the Bible is God's Word. He's yeah. given it to us for instruction, and, and if there's a source of wisdom anywhere in this world, it's the Bible, Amen. Yeah. the literal Word of God. And so, you know, if we're going to act on what we're reading here today in Proverbs 4, is this, we've got to let the Word of God just dwell in our hearts, fill our hearts, fill our minds. And so just check yourself, you know, how much time are you actually spending in God's Word? Mm -hmm. And is it a daily part of your life or is it an occasional part of your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, is is it something that you just prioritize? So if we're going to pursue wisdom, I think you prioritize the Word of God and you just hide it in your heart. Second thing is to call out to God for wisdom. Mm. Ask Mm. for wisdom. And James talks about this specifically. It says in chapter 1 of verse 5 of James, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. It will be given to him. Mm -hmm. And so we can acquire wisdom, obviously, by saying, God, give me wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I know I've been guilty of making decisions and doing things without first saying, God, give me the wisdom for this. Give me your wisdom for this. Mm -hmm. And it says here, God is anxious to answer that prayer. Mm -hmm. He really Mm -hmm. wants to give us the wisdom that we need. And Mm -hmm. so... Without finding fault. Without judging us, finding fault, right, without reproach. Mm -hmm. So um, just make that a habit. God, give me wisdom. And I try to do that for any meeting I'm going into, Mm -hmm. any kind of counseling session, Mm -hmm. before I start reading the Bible, just prepare a message. I do try to make asking for wisdom a regular thing and because God said do it. Right. He says, you ask, I'll give. Right. So if you want to be, yeah. if you want to pursue wisdom, ask for wisdom. Third thing is uh, to seek the counsel of wise people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible talks about that in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest, of the three, I think this is where I, I miss it the most. Mm. I think uh, I like to just figure things out on my own Mm. too much. Mm. And uh, and there's a there's a there's a proverb in chapter 18 verse 1 I think that talks about this. That part of the reason for that it says that if we isolate ourselves, it's because we seek our own will. Mm. And if if I ask somebody else's opinion, they might give me a different answer than what I want the answer to be. Right. Right. You know? Yes. So what is that? Well, it's dumb for one thing, <laughs> but it's also pride. Yeah. If yeah. I think, oh, I know, I know better. Yeah. I'll just figure it out on my own. God says, that's not wise. 
Mm. It says, in the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom. That's one of the things I appreciate about you, Vince, is that mm. you seek out counsel through mm. advice from other people. I've yeah. seen you do that. Thanks, Bob. You never asked me, but I, that's okay. I get it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of how to make that joke when you were saying your part. I was going, oh, that's why you never. Uh, it did, it went outward. Well, better, that really shows <laughs> that you really are wise. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But anyway, that's some, these are three things. Three simple things that we can do to pursue wisdom. Just Immerse yourself in the Word of God. Ask a lot for wisdom. Just ask all the time. And three, seek out people that you regard as wise and hear what they have to say. Yeah. Can I say one thing to sure. that? Sure. I went through a process, and I still don't feel like I do this enough, but or, or that my mind is in this mindset, but I like there's a part of you that wants to be the smartest person in the room wherever you are, mm -hmm. right? Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe you, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not academically smartest, but you want to be the most knowledgeable, you know, the most whatever, yeah. especially when you're leading. Well, there's, you yeah, know, there's you want to. pressure, you feel. Right, you're like, yeah. I've got to be the smartest person in the room. And yeah. at some point I started reading some stuff that said, if you really want to be successful, try to be the dumbest person in the room. Mm. Try to surround yourself with all people that you know are smarter than you, yeah. because then you yeah. have the best insight, Amen. the best counsel you could ever have, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you actually succeed in that, that means you're leading people who are smarter than you, which is such a different dynamic than leading people where you feel like I need to be the smartest one. You know what I mean? Anyways. That's a great, that's a great yeah, point. That it, is a great yeah, point. If you, yeah. Even, even if you're not a leader of an organization, if you can surround yourself by people that you're like, all these people are wise, right. you're going to win. Yeah. Your life's going to be better. Absolutely. But if you're like, I got to be the leader of my friend group, then, mm -hmm. then you're back to square one. You know, there's an example of that. Um, back after Solomon um, had died and his son Rehoboam became king in his place, he sought the counsel of some people. And so, um, you know, he said, okay, I'm the king now. Give me some advice. Right. And first he went to... The, the elders. older guys, yeah. the elders, the guys that probably gave counsel to his father. Right. Give me your best advice. I'm the new king. What should I do? Yeah. And they gave him some advice. And they said, be nice. And, and he said, that's right. They said, lighten the load. <laughs> your father, man, he killed us. He was we, he was in building mode. You know, he was always right. building this, building that. Right. He was taxing us and we were working. It was right. killing us. You want to you want to win the people to your side and just lighten their load a little bit. Right. And, uh, OK. Now, then, then he went to his peers. Yeah. So what do you think I should make it harder? Right. Make it harder. You know, go tax tough on more. Them. Go tough on them, and then they'll, you know, they'll whatever. You know, whatever their thinking yeah. was. And he went, uh, I'm going with you guys. Right. So he did the right thing by seeking counsel. Right. He did the wrong thing by taking the wrong advice. Yes. Yes. And sometimes that's a challenge to know. Sometimes you get different suggestions, but you're always better off by getting at least another perspective on things right i have a yes. saying yeah you probably heard this yeah in staff meetings and things like that but I, it is this that that all of us are smarter than any one of us mm, that's good and i think you know i try to carry that into a staff meeting or into any yeah. meeting i'm in that all of us together collectively are smarter than any one of us so let's all weigh in on things and let's let's figure this thing out yeah that's um, good and I, I try not to be the, the lone voice, you yeah, know, speaking. Yeah. Um, and, I, and invariably, you know, when you let other people weigh in on things, you're going to have more wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. So these are just some practical ways that we can. So what were the three again? 
first of all, fill your mind and heart with God's word. Yes. The source of yes. wisdom. Get in the word. Secondly, just ask for wisdom. Make, get oh, in God. the habit of saying, God, yeah. give me wisdom for this. Before any meeting, before any event, before any decision, yeah. Lord, give me your wisdom. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think it goes, maybe it doesn't go without saying, you have to slow down to do that and give God a chance to speak. Yeah, that's so true. And you, as we all know, God doesn't always speak immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. in fact, he usually doesn't. Right, right. <laughs> and I think he, part of the reason for that is because he enjoys having our full attention. Mm. And he says, you know, I'm really glad you're asking that. And I'm going to tell you mm -hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. But I want you to keep coming back yeah, to me. lean in. Lean in. Yeah. Lean in. You want to know why God doesn't give snap answers? He enjoys your company. Mm. He enjoys our pressing into him. Mm -hmm. And um, usually when we're faced with a big decision, we're more inclined to do that. Mm -hmm. So do that. And then thirdly, seek the counsel of others. I love it. I love it. Cool. Thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Hope that's helpful. Hope uh, you're all engaged in the Big Bridge Bible study. Today is May 4th. Everyone's been saying the Star Wars joke. You know that? May no. the 4th. May the 4th be May with you. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> so um, if you have read the chapter for today, leave some comments on the post that just went live at 11. If you're watching this live, that was 15 minutes ago. So read the chapter, leave some comments, respond to some other people's comments, and that'll do it. Thanks so much for watching. We love you all, and we'll see you tomorrow for a discussion on Chapter 5. Talk to you later.